going to teach to you just for a moment in time tonight about uh, something that the Lord has uh, been dealing with me uh, about for just a little while. Uh, I'm going to teach probably more than, than preach, which most of you are used to that on uh, Wednesday nights, except for when pastor gets, gets with it and the Holy Ghost starts moving, then, then he preaches a little bit, and we're, we're thankful for that, that God moves on him to do so. But if you would go to the 12th chapter of the book of Romans with me, that's where we're going to attempt to begin tonight reading. We're going to be reading verses 1 and 2, and there is not going to be a scripture on the screen. Pastor asked that I keep going with that and honor that. Uh, with not putting that on the screen, so I challenge you, as well as him, to bring your, your Bibles to turn to the Scripture with us as we read. So Romans 12, verses 1 through 2, and it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, many of you can quote it, that ye pre present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that we can prove it what's acceptable. So, just for a moment in time, I'd like to talk to you about this subject tonight an acceptable sacrifice. An acceptable sacrifice. If you put your Bibles down, your device, whatever you read on, would you pray with me one more time that God would anoint his word tonight. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we're thankful, God, that you gave us access to you. Lord, in Jesus' name, that we can boldly approach your throne of grace, God. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would open up our understanding tonight, God. Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts, God. You'd speak to our minds. Lord, that you'd encourage, you'd revive and restore, God. Lord, in Jesus' name, that you'd touch us tonight, God. Lord, with your word, God, that the seed of your word would fall on good ground, God, that would spring forth into life in all those that are hearers, God. Let us not be hearers only tonight, Lord, but doers also of your word. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, let me speak as you would have me to speak, God. Lord, not a word extra, God, not a word less than what you'd have me to say, God. Tonight in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. An acceptable sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, Paul is addressing the church at Rome. And we understand from the onset here that there is a sacrifice that is required. Uh, it is stated that we present our bodies, ourselves, who we are. Uh, I would dare say that in this scenario, Paul was alluding to much more than what is identified just at face value in the scripture here. Paul is identifying the aspect that if you present your body as a living sacrifice, what are we doing? We're, we're presenting everything that we've ever been. We're presenting everything that we are. And hopefully, we're presenting everything that we ever will be. We're presenting ourselves, everything that we are, as a sacrifice before the Lord. Hopefully, to be acceptable unto God. I, I find it uh, interesting that the scripture says that this is just our reasonable service. This is the place where you should begin. You should start with yourself. You should start with laying yourself on the altar of sacrifice. Uh, but before we even get 
into the crux of this tonight. I, on my way in, I felt uh, uh, led to do this. And before, in the Old Testament, before you would enter into the temple, before you would ever get to the place of making a sacrifice, there was a place that you would stop. The place that you would stop, the scripture identifies it in the Old Testament as the brazen laver. It is the place of washing. It is the place that you would, you would look down and you would begin to wash your hands. And, and, and Aaron and his sons, as they would go to serve in the temple, they would wash and wipe their hands. And, and they'd get everything off so that they could enter in and make a sacrifice. And we know that that is a type and shadow to you and I today of repentance. Before we can even enter in to make a sacrifice, we must what? First repent we must first wash ourselves and cleanse ourselves so I wonder if tonight if we could just do that if we could stop before we even get in any further into talking about a sacrifice I wonder if just for a moment I know we're only to Wednesday I know that Sunday was just a few days ago but I wonder if just for a moment of time if you go with me and you'd pray in your own private way whether it's out loud or to yourself if you join with me in a prayer of repentance before God so that we can make a reasonable sacrifice, so we can make an acceptable sacrifice. Could you pray with me, God, in Jesus' name? Lord, if there's anything in our hearts, God. Lord, if there's anything in ourselves, God. Lord, if there's anything that's not of you, God. Lord, if there's anything that's not pleasing unto you, God. If we've committed anything, God. Lord, if there's anything that would create a separation between you and us, God. Lord, we stop, God. We observe ourselves, God, in the brazen labor, our reflection, God, of who we are, God, knowing who we need to be and who we desire to be, God. But we ask your forgiveness tonight, God, if there's anything that we've done against you, God. Lord, if we've sinned against thee, God. Lord, our, our, our effort is not to sin against you, God, but maybe we've fallen. Maybe we've failed, God. Maybe we've fallen short, God. Lord, but I pray right now, God, that you purge us, God. Lord, that you purify us, God. Lord, that you prepare us, God, to be a sacrifice for you. Holy and acceptable unto you, God. Lord, anything that stands in the way, God, anything that severs the line of communication, God, Lord, anything, God, that would that's not of you, God, that I, we pray, God, tonight that you would remove it, God, from our lives, God, that you would purge it out, God. Lord, wash us and cleanse us, God. Hallelujah, with the pure waters of your spirit, God. Lord, in Jesus' name, it's a spiritual thing now, God. We've not walked to the brazen labor, God, and we're not looking in it right now God we're not using the physical water God but we're washing spiritually God hallelujah to purify ourselves God to prepare ourselves God for what you have for us Lord Lord in Jesus name let us be acceptable in your sight God hallelujah let us be prepared God for what you have for us Lord hallelujah holy and acceptable unto you God hallelujah for it is our reasonable service in Jesus name in Jesus name amen and amen and amen you must understand that sacrifice is as old as time itself sacrifice was something that was familiar even to the pagan world it was something that they did it was something that they participated in so the fact that God chose sacrifice was something familiar to everybody the difference was who the sacrifice was made unto 
who the sacrifice was given unto. Now we've got to understand that the fourth chapter, I'm going to try to hurry here. There's a lot of reading, so I'm going to try to work through this as quickly as I can. And I, I wanted to just pick out excerpts of this, but I, I really want to give you everything tonight as far as an acceptable sacrifice goes. And we're going to go to the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis tonight. We're going to begin in the book of beginnings, Genesis, the very start. We're going to begin in verse 3, and we're going to end with verse 12. Genesis chapter 4, and I am watching the clock on my iPad, so I don't keep you too long tonight. I want to honor your time also. I know that we all have lots of obligations throughout the week. But Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 12 says this, And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the garden an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had, what? Not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? What's caused you to get in this bad place? What's caused you to get in this place of anger? Why is thou countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Aren't you bringing an offering? Aren't you bringing a sacrifice, Cain? Isn't it accepted if you bring it? See, God doesn't refuse any sacrifice. But we'll get to the rest of the story here in just a minute. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. That speaks to, uh, I believe it was Paul that said it, when I thought to do good, evil was always present with me. It is a type and shadow in a reflection of that right there, that sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule. I, I skipped ahead, didn't I? I skipped way ahead. I told you I'm having trouble reading here. <laughs> and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. I skipped down, I'm sorry. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Wow, that, that escalated quickly. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Ooh, Cain. Oh, Cain. Do not ask such a question. Am I my brother's keeper? Let me ask you that question tonight. Are you your brother's keeper? <laughs> Should you know what's going on to an extent? You might not know people's personal information. Don't get me wrong. But should you know when someone's happy, someone's sad, someone's facing something, someone's on the mountaintop? We should know, right? So we are our brother's keeper. And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. 
When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. You've got to understand that what took place in this moment, what was beginning to transpire in this place, is the very thing that Abel had that Cain did not have in his sacrifice. You can argue over the fact that Abel brought of the firstling, the fat, the firstling, the firstborn, he brought that sacrifice. It was the death of something. It was an animal sacrifice, if you will. And that Cain brought the fruit of the field. He brought the fruit and the vegetables and the things that grew. And some could argue that fact or, or debate that fact that the difference was between what they were bringing. But, oh, friend, it wasn't that at all. It was the manner in which they brought their offering. It was the manner in which they brought their sacrifice. Let me put it in today, 2022's terms. We all desire to bring a sacrifice to the house of God. A sacrifice of praise. We come to give unto God that which he has given to us to return to the storehouse as the scripture requires. And I promise I'm not talking about tithing tonight. <laughs> But in the midst of that, I would dare say it's more about how we bring our sacrifice than what we do with that sacrifice. The problem began right here with Cain. The problem began in the heart because what did Cain begin to do? He began to look at his brother's sacrifice. He began to see and to recognize and to understand the communication that that sacrifice was acceptable unto God. Once again, fast forward to today, 2022. Pastor covers it often, but we look at someone rejoicing because they've broken through. A miracle has taken place. A prodigal has returned. Whatever the case may be. And we look over and we see, well, then what about my sacrifice, God? Something begins to change in the heart of every man, woman, boy, and girl in that moment. Because we've taken our eyes off of our sacrifice. We need to worry about ourselves. Worry about what we're bringing how we're bringing it. Because you're not responsible for what your fellow brother and sister brings. Let them take care of that. So it, there began to be a transition, if you will, in the heart of Cain that began far before he even grew wroth with God. He got angry, right? He got wroth with God because he began to go a little further and began to recognize. And, and what happens to us when we begin to focus on other people more than ourselves? We begin to get angry. We begin to get wroth with God too. Why are they celebrating in abundance when I'm over here suffering? 
Why are they enjoying the lap of luxury? And I'm over here. i got to beg for every red cent that I get. Right? We don't understand the successes of others. But you also don't know where they've been to get there. You don't know the valley that they've Trans, that has transpired or that they've walked through to get to that mountaintop. I had an elder tell me years ago, he said, uh, bro, don't be, be careful celebrating on your mountaintop. Be careful celebrating too much or too long while you're on the top of the mountain because rest assured in just a few moments time, you're going to go back to the valley. You don't know what somebody's been through. In fact, I'll take it a step further. You don't know what somebody's been through to bring their sacrifice to God or bring it to the house of God. I've got a water, by the way. <laughs> I'm just being lazy. <laughs> I think he was worried about my water, wasn't he? Okay. I, I, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're okay. You're just trying to help a brother out. It's all good. No judgment here. So as we begin to worry about someone else's sacrifice, then we begin to grow angry. Then we grow disgruntled. But, but isn't it ironic that it all began with this relationship? This relationship wasn't right, so this relationship can't be right. But Cain didn't take the time to recognize what the Lord was saying. What did we do before we got started talking about sacrifice? The brazen labor, right? Repentance. God gave him a chance. He didn't get on his hands and knees. Please, please, please repent. No, but he gave him the opportunity. He gave him the chance to make it right. Because he recognized that sin that was lying at the door. He realized that the more disgruntled, the more angry that he got, it would lead to the death and destruction of another. God help us not to get to that point. When we see it or someone helps us see it or by the grace of God he reveals it to us. Help us not to destroy our brother or our sister. <laughs> Help us not to tear somebody down. Help us not to be the demise of another. Help us not to be the person and the reason why someone walks away from the Lord. I, I, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I've heard it over and over. I know that people use other people as an excuse, right? I understand that, but let's not give them help. <laughs> let's not help them in the process let's not be the reason they see something other than Jesus in us he was wroth he was mad he was angry why me why this why is this happening why won't you take what I've brought and it wasn't about that God was accepting his offering God was accepting his sacrifice But something changed. It began in his heart. You see, something that we must understand about Cain's offering, we talked about that, but let's go just a little bit deeper. 
Cain brought from the fruit of the ground. What, what came from the ground? Let, 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 let's step back in time. Let's step back to creation. We were formed from the dust of the ground, the dust of the earth. So it was a sacrifice that he was bringing to God. It was of that which he had given. But it was also where the curse of man just one generation before had come. Through the sin of whom? Adam and Eve, his mother and father. Meaning that Cain sac sacrificed, what he sacrificed rather, was from the very place they were formed. It was a way of returning what was formed. Yet it was the very curse that was put upon them. What do we try to bring a lot of times? Flesh, flesh, flesh. We expect God to penetrate through this old flesh without preparing the way. We take God's moving upon us as his approval, as pastor has stated several times. Because we speak in tongues, because we experience the presence of God, he moves upon us. We take that as his stamp of approval. But what does God have to work through in our flesh to get us to the point of experiencing what he has for us? And not just that, but is our sacrifice really acceptable? Or are we just going through the motions? This, it could be said that Cain showed a reliance on himself and not God. I can do it. Think about that. Once again, apply that to today. We have want. We have need. We need money. We need possessions. We need things. We're going without. What do we do? We take on a second job. What do we do? We get invested in something else that can generate us funds and money. Where's the faith in that I'm not against that don't don't get me wrong I'm not standing on a pedestal and I'm not against those things but in the midst of that where are we challenging our faith because I'm getting ahead of myself but what was the sacrifice about in the first place it was all about faith Cain never once gave his sacrifice with faith not once yes he brought it faithfully But it wasn't in faith believing and knowing that God would take care of him. The difference was Abel came in faith. Knowing that even though he was given his best. Even though he was giving the purest. Something that he could have eaten. He could have butchered that and, and, and ate for days. He still gave it knowing that God would make provision. Knowing that God would provide in faith. What can we sacrifice in our lives knowing that God will make provision? Abraham, get thy son, thine only son. Go up the mountain and sacrifice him. <laughs> and then there was a ram caught in the thicket. 
God provided himself a sacrifice. Maybe I'm here to challenge your faith. Maybe I'm here to challenge my own faith tonight. But what is God asking you today? What's God asking you to give? What's God asking you to sacrifice? Look beyond the veil of the Old Testament sacrifice. Look beyond the requirements of the law that, you know, one leg couldn't be longer than the other. And it had to be without blemish. And it had to be the, the firstling. It had to be uh, the one that was, was, was young and it only had a year or so on it. it. All these different requirements. Look beyond that into the physical sense. What's God asking you to sacrifice? What's God asking you to lay down? What more does God want from you? <laughs> what price are you willing to pay for your sacrifice to be acceptable unto God? Is it everything you know and love? Is it your tomorrow? Is it your plans? Because I can tell you right now, my plans were different than what they are right now. But my plans didn't matter. It's my reasonable service. For my life to be a sacrifice. And to him. Not to any man. Not for the approval of any man. Because the word says. It's better to please God than man. It's about our, our, our sacrifice being acceptable unto God. And then we can worry about man. Seek his kingdom first, and all his righteousness shall be added unto you. We don't think of that in the context of sacrifice now. But it might cost you a sacrifice to truly seek his kingdom. When you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to wherever you go every day, and they mock and berate you just simply for the way you live, the way you dress, the way you act. It's a sacrifice. I used to have kids play games with me. They'd try to see if they could get me to curse. It was a game to them. They'd try to make me angry or whatever. Kids can be so cruel, but so can adults. <laughs> but what's your sacrifice? That, that, don't, don't, don't pity me. That's just my reasonable service. But what if we would look at it that way? What if we would look at what we're facing and what we're going through? Maybe not even, maybe you're not there. Maybe I'm, like I said, maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe I'm talking to myself. <laughs> but have you weighed the cost? Are you willing to pay the price? What is faith? Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. 
So when we bring a sacrifice before God in faith, we don't see it, but we hope for it. And then the evidence is produced thereafter because of our faith. The widow with two mites, she gave all she had. Jesus, you're, you're taking notice of this? Did you not see old, old Joe from the temple? Man, he, look at that money. She gave the greatest. It was a sacrifice by faith. Knowing that even though she had nothing to go home to. She had no funds. She had nothing. She still gave it. As a sacrifice unto God. Are you willing to give when it hurts? Are you willing to sacrifice when it truly costs you something? Because it's all about an acceptable sacrifice. It's all about being pleasing unto God. Whew. Hebrews 11 and 6 puts it like this, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And what? He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How? In faith. Willing to make the sacrifice. Willing to pay the price. Just two verses back in Hebrews 11 and 4. The hall of faith, right? Hebrews is often acknowledged for that. Hebrews 11 and 4 illustrates or addresses what we begin with tonight. Hebrews 11 and 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Wait a minute. My righteousness is as filthy rags. That's what sacrifice is for. Sacrifice is to obtain righteousness through faith. We give in faith knowing God will provide knowing that God will make a way even if it seems impossible, therefore making us righteous through him. <laughs> Woo. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you have to forgive me tonight. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to understand that this is a scarlet thread throughout scripture sacrifice 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 a life lived for God is all about sacrifice it's all about an acceptable sacrifice oh God you said to go here and do that no. What are you willing to do? Well, God, you don't know my family. 
You don't know my coworkers. Yeah, he does. He knew them before they were formed in their mother's womb. Read the scripture. <laughs> he does know them. Woo, that's a powerful one right there. You just got me off on another thought. Jonah. They're not going to listen. They're evil. They hate us. Go anyways. What do we do when God calls us to something like that? Talking to myself tonight too. What do I do when God calls me to go talk to my coworker about God that's been attacking me verbally? That's been just downright mean and evil to me. Do I stop because mm, you don't? Mm. <laughs> Lord, you don't know where he's been. You don't know what he's done. How can we say that knowing where God brought us from? But we do it anyways. Why? Because once again, I'm going to go back to what I already said. We're focusing on this and not this. Prayer, fasting, reading your word, that's a form of sacrifice. Some of you already turned me off because I said that. It's so simplistic, but it's so needed. It's how this comes alive. I said it in charting your course 201 sun, this past Sunday morning. We often talk about, I have not heard from God. God's so silent. No, he's not. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> he's speaking every day. There's nothing like coming early in the morning to pray like pastors opened up the church to do getting a hold of God and then God leading you to a scripture and you're seeing it in a whole different light God rewards sacrifice if you're not experiencing rewards in your life right now it's probably because you're not making a sacrifice oh I'm living for myself no you ain't you can only serve one master. God or the devil. Cracks me up when people say that. <laughs> I'm serving my own desires. I'm serving my own. No, 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 you ain't. <laughs> and I would remind you sin has pleasure for a day. But it'll take you further than you ever intended to go. It'll keep you longer than you intended to stay. It'll snap the life right out of you. <laughs> sacrifice. A life of sacrifice. 
Are we willing to live it? Colossians 1 and 15. I keep giving you scriptures and not giving you time to give, get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not used to this, Brother Oliver. Forgive me. <laughs> keep that relationship right here instead of here. <laughs> I'm just, just messing with you, brother. I don't mean it. <laughs> Colossians 1 and 15. Who is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature, by robing himself in flesh and becoming that sacrifice, he was fulfilling the precedent that was set by Abel in sacrificing the firstborn of every creature, who is the image of the invisible God, who before had no image, the firstborn of every creature. He sacrificed himself as the firstling or the fatling, just like Abel sacrificed. So why was that pleasing to him then with Abel? Because it was going to be pleasing to him on the cross. That sacrifice, he was the firstborn of every creature. He was going to be sacrificed once and for all. Therefore, ending the requirement of an animal sacrifice. Asking them all the while, that would, those that would follow him, to give themselves as a sacrifice. But at the foot of the cross, out of the 12, how many were there? Disciples, not people. There was just one disciple at the foot of the cross. There was just one willing to go the entire distance. There was only one willing to make the sacrifice and go the entire journey. That's why Jesus could go on to say, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Why? Because the sacrifice was made. He went the journey. He was in it for the long haul. <laughs> Proverbs 15 and 8. Let me prove to you what we talked about earlier. With the prayer, the fasting, reading the word, Proverbs 15 and 8. It says, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is, why, is what? It is his delight. He delights in the communication of his people. He delights in the sacrifice of your time. What we have very little of from day to day. Huh. 
You ever wonder why you struggle in the morning when you set the alarm to get up and pray and read the word, but you set the same alarm for another reason and you get up easy? Because it's a sacrifice. It's meant to be a sacrifice. But it can't be about us. See, even Adam and Eve made it about themselves. What was the first thing they did when they sinned? They went and got fig leaves. They clothed themselves. (laughs) I got this. I'll hide my nakedness. I'll hide my sin. I don't need to make a sacrifice. What's the first thing God does? Where are you at? I come the same time to the same place every day. And you've always been here. Now all of a sudden you're gone. I hear your voice, but I don't see you. Wait a minute. Doesn't necessarily make sense, does it? The God of all the universe didn't see him. He did see him, but go with me here. (laughs) The first thing he does is he takes an animal skin. How do you think he got that animal skin? Something had to die. That's what I'm getting at tonight. In order for our sacrifice to be acceptable, something has to die. Our self-will, our own desires. If it's required, everything. But what are we willing to put on that altar? And are we willing to bring it as an acceptable offering? We bring it in in a broken and contrite spirit. God won't refuse that. He won't deny it. He won't deny you access. If you'll bring an acceptable sacrifice. It's ironic, isn't it? Adam and Eve... Taking the fig leaves and clothing themselves, using something from the earth just as Cain did. Bringing something from the earth. Bringing bringing something that they could provide. Bringing something that they could put together, that they could finagle, that they could work out on their own. There's one thing that we lack in America. It's desperation. Because of what I said earlier, we can get another job, we can do more, we can work harder. We're self-sufficient here. But have you ever seen somebody in a third world country doesn't have access to clean water? They're crippled. And they hunger and they thirst just to get into the presence of God. friend of mine told me about a trip to Ethiopia. They had already started the conference and 
Thousands gathered around in the midst of the conference. Something in the distance caught his eye. I'm ending with this tonight. We got just a couple more minutes. But something caught his eye in the distance. It came a man dragging one entire side of his body. But with the other half of his body, he was running. Trying his hardest just to get up front. Just to be a part of the service. Just to get into the presence of God. I would dare say this man probably never even experienced the presence of God before up to this moment. He just knew what he heard about. He knew what was taking place. Maybe he saw a flyer. Maybe he heard somebody talking about it and he went. What's ironic in scripture is those are the ones that Jesus Christ saw the most. His disciples, when Jesus said, virtue went out of me because the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. They looked at him, what are you talking about? The crowd throngs you. What do you mean somebody touched you? We look at those kind of situations. Oh, it could have been anybody, Lord. But in the midst of sacrifice, God knows exactly where you're at. God honors desperation God knows your need before you even ask for it his desire is that you go ahead and ask for it he knows it he understands it he knows the solution before you ask for the solution but he's waiting on you to ask He's waiting for you to come with a sacrifice. I'll end with this. Lord began to deal with me about this originally. He took me about down a thread or a thought line of how we come to the house of God. What do we bring? How have we prepared? I don't want to come to God empty-handed. I may not have much, God. But every time that I have an opportunity to come to the house of God, I want to bend my knee and say, God, I may not have much to bring, but I give you all that I am. God, I give you all that I'll ever be. I may not have much, God, but if, but if I'm enough, God, I'll give you everything. I don't have much to bring. And I'm very much God. But I bring myself. I may only have the two mites. I may be like my kids digging through the Changing the car. I got to have something for offering, Dad. <laughs> Come on, Dad. You got any change? <laughs> it's my wife. They ask, not me. You have to forgive me. <laughs> mom, you got any change? <laughs> you got a dollar, Mom? 
Isn't it ironic? Even our kids can be more faithful in that aspect. Because the innocence of a child, they just want to bring something to God. They just want to take the opportunity to give back to God, even if they don't have it. And we hold back what we have. Think about that. We hold back what we do have, and they're willing to give what they don't even have because you got it. <laughs> That's why they ask you at the store, right? Dad, 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 I like that toy. Oh, dad, please. I can't, I'm not going to live without that candy bar. Come on, God. Come on, Dad. Trust me. Oh, don't touch me again. <laughs> My wife reacts better to that, by the way. The answer with me is always no. Help me, Lord, to be more gracious. <laughs> what if God responded to us like that? <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'm done. I'm not going down another hole with you. But I don't know about you, but I want to bring an acceptable sacrifice every time. But guess what? I don't want it just to be right here. You don't have to wait till you get to church. Your sacrifice is why people get the Holy Ghost in the grocery store. Your sacrifice is the reason that people get the Holy Ghost at home. Your sacrifice is the reason that just a few women on Azusa Street, California, sparked revival all across America because they were willing to make a sacrifice. Do you want revival in Lafayette? Do you want revival at Star City? It starts here, church. We've got to bring an acceptable sacrifice unto God. Would you stand with me tonight?